No, like this this audio right here. We can use this. We can use this uh, this audio before you say hey guys. Now you say hey guys. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> like, <laughs> so actually, um, today's episode is it's kind of interesting in that it's almost a culmination of a year's worth of effort in learning out how this whole podcast things uh, this whole podcast thing works. Um, the very first episode we did. I think it was kind of birthed out of our experience of going to work and coming home from work every day and, and asking ourselves the question, like, like why are, what, like, what is that experience and why are we doing it a certain way? And Yeah, it was one of the most, I think it was like, and you know, to, for the life of me, I cannot remember why we decided to start recording ourselves talking, but it seems like that was one of the more palatable and like tangible questions in our everyday life that we talked about like i walk to work you bike to work and it seemed like an argument that we would not an argument but a discussion or a a dialogue that we had had like you know just sitting around or at the bar just like chatting about the differences or like you know the efficiencies of it and like why don't we record this and i mean we were pretty bad uh so we kind of like cut some of the audio up together just to kind of like give a synopsis of where we were at a year ago um, recording on our iPhones in either Austin's office or his bedroom or at my place. So we were kind of like, um, just testing things out. So I don't know. I, it was, I, I don't know why we decided to start there, but we did. I mean, this, this is definitely a testament to the magic of editing that we figured out over the last years. So, um, the first part of this episode, what you're going to hear is some snippets from our original conversation that we've kind of condensed down into the kind of like the gestalt or like the, mm -hmm. the kind of like the, I don't know, the, the essence of what we the were atmosphere. talking Yeah. The atmosphere, the essence of what we were talking about. But really that original conversation a year ago was asking this question, um, what does it mean to bike to work? What does it mean to walk to work? And what are those different experiences? What's what's um, the psychology? The, the psychology, senses. yeah, yeah. We like we we dove into so much content, and I think it was it was too much content. We recorded close to three hours. Yeah, and know, and on an iPhone. <laughs> like when you when you really listen back to it, it sounds very pedantic and and overly analytical. And what we want to do <laughs> is just kind of give you a taste of that conversation. Um, yeah. But but after that, I think we're going to revisit where we are a year later, um, having um, I like we've been in the lab for a year on 14th Street. Yeah, we've been like we've been both of us been hit by cars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes I walk to work now. Sometimes yeah. I bike. Yeah, uh, sometimes I take the bus. Mm -hmm. um, but like you know, it will. We're going to kind of revisit that conversation uh, after this brief audio. Yep. Okay. So guys, stay tuned. Listen Listen to the first like uh, five minutes and hang out because afterwards we're going to um, jump right back into that conversation a year later. And I was thinking, like, I knew I wanted to talk about something that was like outside the five senses because like I just had that feeling like I thought it might be like anxiety or like fear or or excitement like like sensing senses that you so so looking like, back to on sense this, something rather than like a sense um you know? spherical or radial way that we experience public space then we have our vision which occurs in front of us 
We have hearing occurring in stereo. It's all around us, but kind of strength, like the strength of it is in, in stereo in the two directions. And smells are these things that we come in the contact in with. And like conventionally, what you do when you're in a car, you, you listen to music, so you suppress your sound. You uh, put it a, you know, an air freshener in there when it smells, so you try to suppress your smell. Or it smells like new car smell. It's, it's like supp- smell suppression and sound suppression. And then and you're cheating around, with your eyes. I almost run into this young man dancing in the bike lane, um, which yeah. puts me in a very precarious situation. Do I hit the young man or do I get a hit by... do I hit the young man? Or do I, hit, do I get hit by the car that... Who'd you hit? No, no, I just slowed down. I had well, enough. then you do that. Well, of course There's I more than one of choice. Of course I do that. The, I, like, I luckily had enough time to slow down and let the car to my left and pass me. We're very much isolated. And I think whether it's walking or it's biking, um, we're gaining more from that experience because it's engaging our senses in the way that we kind of see the experience. And whether that experience is... So here we are, a year later. One year later. How? Uh, a true anniversary. Yeah, yeah. And you, you bike now. I did. I still do. <laughs> Can't right now. Um, yeah. I mean, so I guess like to summarize, um, what we were both trying to get across in the beginning is that if we're both like in this little lab that we're in on 14th Street, from you know one mile from point A to point B, right? There's a lot of different ways you can choose to get there and like what what effect that has on the efficiency of your day which is mostly why people choose it efficiency right but there's also these kind of other intangibles and tangible aspects that you can gain from getting from point a to point b in different ways right um and one of the large takeaways or what what i was kind of arguing as someone that that primarily walked or used, I mean, used to walk really is that I enjoy the, the, the popping in and out aspect or the unknown. Right. Yeah. I think, I think one of the first responses I had after we had our initial conversation, you, you being the walker and me being the biker was the weeks after we talked about our two different experiences. I actually made it a point to try walking home a couple different times. And it it, is, it is interesting. Um, the different experiences or I I think the thing that I found was that when I'm biking to work, I miss out on the nuances of certain aspects of 14th street. So when I, when I think about 14th street, I think about um, the more residential part of uh, the neighborhood that I live in and then the busier section uh, down by U street and then um, the more reserved section down um, by where I work. And so there's kind of three atmospheres that I traverse, but because I'm on a bike, I tend to just pass them all by at roughly the same speed. And so it's really this kind of, it's, it's the same experience of I'm dodging cars and I'm dodging people and, and I'm, and I'm like moving around the, the, the complexities of the road in, in roughly the same way. But after we had our conversation, walking home a couple of times, I realized that um, I'm actually walking a lot faster in the more reserved areas. 
And in the busier section around, say, like U Street, I actually found myself wanting to engage the public yeah. more and pop into places and and like like festivals or, or like um, uh, what is it like the weekend um, flea market? Not the flea market, farmers, the far- market. farmers markets like going on. So like be- because I'm not on this like straight shot, I felt I felt more inclined to take part with the streetscape around me as, yeah. as a walker. These, that's like the residual effects that you you feel because like. I switched about mid year to riding my bike and <clears throat> two two examples I was just thinking of like I buy way less books now like I buy way less <laughs> I buy don't read good <laughs> no like I um like I <laughs> whenever I walked um like past a bus boys and poets I would always drop in like once a week and I more often than not I would end up buying something like spending 20 bucks on a book or something and now I I I've stopped one or two times, but it's a very conscious decision to like go in there. Like I have to dock my bike, I have to lock it up. And it's like, I have to, you know, the same thing with like the liquor store. Like I buy way, I buy way less six packs on the way home on Friday, especially because I don't like, I'm not walking right by it. Right. (laughs) So like, I actually get home and then like me and Evelyn talk about like, Oh, maybe we should go get, you know, a bottle of wine or something. Like, I don't, I don't like make the decision ahead of time, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it goes both ways because you know, obviously the efficiency and the exercise of biking is, is great. Um, but you do kind of, it, it does, it, it takes away the unconscious kind of, uh, in the moment decision, you know what I'm saying? And you can still do it, but you're like, is it worth, is it worth it? And then you just keep going, you know? Oh, I got a green light. I'll just go, you know? Right. Yeah. Like I, I completely agree with that. There's, there's, there's something about the change in tempo that, creates these moments of pause or these moments of exploration now what what's, i found is interesting about being on the bike and i've been on the bike pretty heavily the whole time um but with the bike i feel more inclined to be more outwardly exploratory so for example mm. we're located on 14th street and i don't think i would ever casually walk to georgetown yeah from 14th but you just street. went one day but like like because I have the bike, I can just say, oh, I'll, I'll bike over to Georgetown. And that's that's only like a five, five, ten minute bike ride. And and so like there's there's like a there's a threshold of diff of distance where when you're walking, you're more inclined to be exploratory in the immediate path mm-hmm. where when you're on the bike, you shut those immediate responses down. But when you have the bike the larger portions of the neighborhood feel like they're the immediate. Like I could, I could probably purchase shoes along 14th street and I would engage that ability along the walking path. But for some reason, when I think of the city through the lens of the bike, I don't think about it in terms of the three places on 14th street, I can find shoes. I think about it as, Oh, I could find shoes in Columbia Heights or I could find shoes in Georgetown or I could find shoes on H street. And so there's, there's this almost like perceptual nature of the city that shrinks and grows when you think about how you're moving through your 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 like daily commute of it. Yeah, and like the other, I mean, like to kind of package <clears throat> to package like this biking and walking. Our other argument is like that that say if you decide to take the bus or drive, you're basically sacrificing uh, like any chance of any sort of 
decision making, right? You're basically resigning yourself to be seeing the immediate or global context go by you, but you're not going to actively engage in it, right? And I wonder, like, you know, when I do take the bus, it's really only because it, I don't know, it's raining or I'm feeling really lazy or something like that. But sometimes that's the best way to get there. And like, sometimes I need that as an option. And like, I don't know, I think it comes back to time and how valuable time is. And like when I, when I can bike, I can get there in seven minutes basically. Right. And yes. I walk, it's 20, 25. And if I take the bus, it's still like 15. So my bike is faster. It, it helps me exercise. It helps me, uh, it gives me ownership of my decisions. The only, uh, disadvantage is the security oh, yeah. <laughs> aspect of it. Right. So like, um, and that is like, that's a big thing to consider. And like how you, especially on an active urban street on 14th street or any active city in America, like, uh, putting yourself and your body out there, um, is, is probably the only negative to, to biking and the work you have to do to get up the hill. But yeah, yeah it's really, like yeah. when, when it's just you moving through the world, you're free to do whatever you want. But when you lock up your bike, you're almost, almost tethered to that location. So if like there's a lot of times where after work everybody will want to go like to H Street yeah. or go someplace <laughs> in like someplace that is outside the normal routine and when I, if I bring my bike to that location and I lock it up that now becomes like home base and I can't like if everybody else is walking or if everybody else is moving around they're free to make another decision and say, oh, I want to go from this neighborhood to this neighborhood, like unencumbered by an object. But yeah. the bike ends up becoming this this thing that you're tethered to. So in a way, when... The, the, that's, I, why, I, that's why bike share was so appealing. Yeah. But the bikes suck. So it's like... <laughs> yeah. You know? But that's like, because you can... The one way... I've always said like, I'm a big fan of one way transportation like that, right? Like you don't have to commit. Mm-hmm. But there's something nice about having your own bike because you could you know you can go up the hill without <laughs> like sweating your ass off yeah so let, let me ask you this you've had you had a, for a good portion of the year a pedestrian experience and then you switched over to a biking experience for how long like three months four yeah, months about three months four three months. months what has been your experience with the other bikers so far well well <laughs> bikers treat you much much more uh they, they kind of invite you into the family if you're a not riding a bike share bike yes yeah <laughs> and be kind of like wearing a helmet and like wearing having like accessories and stuff like people give bikers like a bad a bad rap sometimes which rightfully so because like people are kind of dicks out there but you kind of have to be to defend yourself sometimes but like uh there's definitely like a different treatment of someone that's on a bike compared to every single other pedestrian type, like car, walking, you know, dog. Like it's bikers or <laughs> people are, you know, it's almost like a little family, you know. It's it's almost like um like I've never owned a Jeep, but like one of my friends growing <laughs> up had it had a Jeep and if we were driving down like the country road and another Jeep like drove by, they would both honk. Yeah. And there there's like there's some kind of um shared shared like lifestyle that that invites that communicative exchange and and you're absolutely right like i and, and like for like i'm i'm i should be a better person but i absolutely look down on bike share riders 
Like every time, when, uh, like every morning when I'm biking to work, I see them as these impediments. They're slower and they're heavier and no, they're not wearing any helmets and they're all over and they're not queuing correctly. Yeah. And... Don't give them a bad rap. But like, like, no, I know. I get, I get what you're saying. Though. There's, there's a, be, because they're not biking every day, they're just biking casually. There's an informality. But at least they're it, making the choice to choose sustainable public transit yes yeah i mean like you can't the, yes they're they're no i know i get, I get what you're saying they're not driving hummers but, like, but but there's there's but there's that moment where you pull up to a stoplight on a bike next to another person who's on their own bike and there's there's like a there's a res, like an equalized respect yeah just out of i don't know well yeah. another change another change i i've thought i just thought of was this idea of security but like the idea of when you're walking, especially kind of the the tapestry of of uh, layers that we see in 14th, some areas are obviously much much nicer or much more welcoming than others, right? So, like when I was walking, um, <clears throat> say I was walking by like a health clinic where there's like 20 people sitting outside and like talking and they're kind of commenting on everyone that walks by. You know, when you like walk right through it, like you kind of I always had to mentally prepare myself when I was walking to like, if someone said something to me, like I would either like just keep walking or I would just like say something funny, you know? And it's, it's completely different if you're like a woman or a man and like the kind of whole, the whole context of like walking through like a big group of guys, you know? And when I'm on my bike, I just blow by them now. And like, I never get that, um, for good or for bad, like that interaction. Right. Or like if I'm walking by, if I'm biking on, uh, like down by the Trader Joe's, like I don't have to talk to the, the, uh, the people with clipboards and stuff, you know, I'm not saying I'm avoiding them, but like I also could be missing out on a great conversation from someone I don't know, or like a friend I might meet on the street, which has happened. You like walk into someone, you, you bump into someone, but when you're on your bike, you're basically like, you're just at an arm's reach and like pace where you can like blow by everything. Not as much as you're in your car, but you're just like, you're just far enough that you're like, you're, uh, you're saying, okay, I'm just getting rid of these happenstance interactions, you know? Yeah, almost, almost like if when you're in a car, if you passed somebody you knew on the street, you almost can't stop because the flow of the entire city network demands that you keep moving. Right. But when you're on a bike, you're given the choice to be like, oh, no, sorry, I'm in a hurry, and you just keep biking by. And like, you're, walking, you, you're walking, you can't stop. <laughs> yeah. The, you, ha- you have to stop. Yeah, exa- yeah exactly. There's, the, like, as as the tempo or the speed becomes more divergent from the other person, the more you're less likely to engage them. And yeah, so that I've, I've found like the same thing. Like, and I know exactly the part of 14th street you're talking about, like right past, like the, the couple blocks just South and just North of U street, there's all these different eclectic groups of people gathering in different ways. Yeah. And when you're walking by them, there's almost, there's almost a shift in your persona that you make as you engage these different groups. Well, like another version, like a positive thing is like, say someone is like doing an awesome street performance or like drumming yes, and you like walking, you could stop and yeah. you could like watch it, you know, you know, and like when you're on your bike, you like hear it for a second and you're, it's like that soundscape. And that's actually a good transition into like this idea of sound and senses and like the fact that when you're biking, you just hear like snippets and you kind of, you, you you're engaged like very briefly. Right? And when you're walking, like you can, 
you can uh, get fully immersed in that soundscape that a really cool, rich, diverse street really offers like an urban dweller, right? Like it's really cool to hear um, like a guy playing the trombone on the corner. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> He's playing like Neo or like a hip hop song on the trombone. And you're like, how the hell does that guy do that? And then like you go home and research like trombone hip hop. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like if biking, I would have, I would have heard one note you know, or, you know, or um, if you hear uh like police sirens coming or like if you hear fire trucks and like when you're on your bike, like you make decisions much quicker and you have to know where that, where that, uh, where that siren is coming from. When you're walking, you, you like definitely know, you know, so there's kind of this like different, uh, there's this whole different, um, way of, of interacting with sound when you're biking versus walking. Yeah. I know like last year we were very interested in exploring like all the different senses yeah. and how we felt those, kind of were perceived by these two modes of transportation and when we were engaging them. Um, and I think we essentially have come to this conclusion that the kind of the frequency or the speed or, or the accessibility um, of each of these things is really controlled by how much the duration that we have each of these things in, in our presence. So like you talk about walking past a bookstore and seeing a book and being more inclined to go in because you'll, have a longer period of time to look at it right. or walking past a bakery and smelling something and having a longer duration that you That's can smell That's real, something. man. Yeah, yeah. Smells like, and bakeries, that is like 100% real. Uh, well, absolutely. When I used to like walk, I used to go to the coffee shop so much more in the mornings. Like I, I, I like why down the one right there, like I would always stop. So I guess, I guess a question that I would have to ask us um, would be if we've kind of come to this conclusion that when we look at the spectrum between walking and biking and being in a car, the, when, when the more you're removing yourself from the streetscape and the more you're increasing your speed, even though it offers you a level of, um, total accessibility to the city, it starts to remove the accessibility of the immediate or, or the experiential. Um, do you, I guess I would ask the question, is, is there a ratio that should be um, embedded into our lives or, or should we make, maybe. maybe like, should we be making an attempt to like, even though like now we are both, like, I don't think you're going to switch back to no, always walking. Bike. I'm always going to bike. You're going to bike. So now we are both full-time bikers over the course of a year. Do we think that there is a percentage of our year? Should we make an attempt or are we, are we, yeah, should, I get should we make an saying. attempt to include more walking in what we're doing to make sure we don't lose that that experience yeah I, I was thinking about this like like for example when i walked i used to use my dead time basically to either think or call somebody um <clears throat> you know my parents especially like my mom and i like now um when i ride my bike like i have to call either when i'm home in the evening or like during lunch now i actually make phone calls during lunch a lot now mm -hmm. so i've like shifted my my thinking time to like lunch time now more so I, I think like yeah maybe maybe it would be good to make a conscious effort to walk two times a week you know like okay monday tuesdays and thursdays i'm gonna walk monday wednesday friday i'm gonna bike or something or opposite you know something opposite of that maybe walk on friday so you can just go to happy hour and never come back but like uh like there are certain, like 
to your to your question like what are the drawbacks of actually biking like that's one of the drawbacks i've found in my life is like i have less i have less built-in time to like just think and that was one of my arguments about for walking last time is i really enjoyed um calibrating myself and thinking and getting my legs moving and like uh getting my body clock like set you know and getting my thoughts set for the day Mm -hmm. because when you're biking you're always on guard um or at least you should be uh so you know there's something very human and almost like arcane about putting one foot in front of the other that like is it's important to get out and walk and like in in tune your body to your environment so you know biking is another way of tuning yourself to the environment but i think it would be and maybe after this, I'll start doing it more. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do it at least once a week walking if I can get up on time and get my <laughs> breakfast and go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. It also like also it also makes me think about what we do as a profession. So we're both architectural designers, and we use um, CAD and Revit a lot, or um, like um, BIM BIM softwares a lot, and that's essentially an expedited way of drawing. But I know both you and I are big proponents of still hand sketching and doing hand drawings. And I wonder if there's a parallel, um, or at least I'm starting to be convinced that there's potentially a parallel between um, what efficiency affords you versus what, um, like... The kind of... uh, You know what I'm saying. The the experimental phase of, of, of... of iterating kind of, you know, or, or, or just taking the time to create the content, you know? Exactly. So like when, when I walking a, is the drawing of the city, exactly. No, yeah. Drawing yeah. is the walking of the city. Like when, when I do a hand drawing, I'm thinking about each window and I'm thinking about the profile of the building. And I'm, I'm thinking about, um, the texture of things because I'm working at a slower speed. I have more mm-hmm. time to consider the details, but when I switch over to say SketchUp or, or Revit, um, and it's a more faster software because of the efficiency of the tool. I'm only ever thinking at the large scale or at the product level in that it's the efficiency has removed the, uh, my ability to consider the details. And so, so uh, yeah, I, sorry. So I guess, I guess what I'm saying is in the same way that we've spent a year kind of thinking about walking versus biking, and we've come to this conclusion that, there's actually there's a benefit to each in that there's a detail element and then there's this kind of global element or or accessibility element and then there's that same kind of parallel in in our profession it just it makes me think about where where are all these other places in our lives and in in everybody's professions and and in all these elements where the tempo or the speed of what we're doing has actually like either engaged additional realms or removed the detailed realms. And I almost, I almost want to pose that question to our listeners. Um, I think we're at the point where we're going to actually start engaging the listeners to kind of give us feedback. And and I'd be very curious all the different ways that um, our listeners have something that's either more global or or macro or uh, micro or something more kind of universal or something more detailed and, and the ways that that they're engaging these two different speeds or tempos. But you're, you're yeah. thinking about something. What's no, that's that was great. I, I think, no, and I, I'm, I'm going to play off that. And I think that the answer to that um, is that, you know, 
anything in life, you have to kind of have, you have to vary your experience or vary the layers of how you experience it. Um, or else it'll just be mundane, right? Like food, for example, like, um, it would be super efficient for us to eat like rice every day and chicken, you know, like we, like if we just ate that and save money and like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I go to the store and I could buy a 30 pound bag of rice and a 20 chicken, hundred chicken breasts and eat the same thing every day. Um, but like, you know, it's a much more, if you want to grow your, your understanding of like culture and the, the food palette, you, you know, you, uh, engage, like you're going to try different things, spicy noodles, and you're going to try different things. You know, you're like, you're going to, you're going to, you know, I was just thinking about Anthony Bourdain, like his, his, uh, yeah. kind of mantra for the world is like, you know, to just try everything and act like you, you know, don't act like you know everything and, you know, and just be humble and, and create, you know create thoughts and content and, and have conversations like maybe, you know, if we, if you just drive your car every day or, you know, and obviously that's out of efficiency and other things, but if you just, you know, do one thing, if you only use Revit when you're designing or you're only taking the bus or doing the same exact thing every day, you might be gaining time and efficiency, which you could be using for more important things potentially, or you could use that as a still, as a moment in your life to kind of broaden who you are as a person. And like, you know, that, that, uh, through something as simple as commuting or like changing up, walking, biking, doing all kinds of different things, you're going to inevitably have varied experiences, which is like a very core tenet in what it means to be a human, right? Especially someone that's living and interacting with the city. Yes. Yeah. Very well said. So, um, I think, I think that's a great place to stop. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I guess we'll just kind of open this up to all of you guys as well. Um, please feel free to give us feedback and let us know like where in your life you've um, like had this experience as well. And um, feel free to just shoot us like your, your comments and your thoughts about everything. And um, I think, I think that's where we'll, where we'll end it. One year later, one year later, maybe we can do this next year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Right. see if we make it that far. All right, guys later. All right. Bye. Hey everyone, Ken and I just wanted to thank you again for listening to the episode. The Table Sessions podcast is produced and edited by me, Austin Raymond, and Ken Filler, and is a product of The Table Sessions Media, the collaborative platform for audio, visual, and written content. Our theme music was created by Dan Filler. You can find more from Dan on bandcamp.com, such as his album, As the Soil Turns Red. If you like what you heard, you can visit our website, thetablesessions.com, to check out our full range of content. You can also follow us on Instagram at Table Sessions, where we post photos and content from each episode. Also, if you'd like to support our cause in more tangible ways, you can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash thetablesessions for exclusive updates and more. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you again next episode.